Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Well, man, the Spirit of God is present tonight. Man. You know, every seems like every Sunday and every Wednesday is always a little bit different. And that's okay. It'll be whatever God wants it to be. So welcome. If uh, I do want to say a quick prayer over uh, the offering. If anybody brought uh, an offering tonight, ties their offerings, there's a box in the back uh, to the left of the door there, uh, back by Mike. And uh, you can just slip it in there as you uh, leave tonight. You can do that. I just want to say a quick prayer uh, over that tonight. Father, we just thank you for every gift and every giver. We thank you, Father, that as they're planting seed in faith, that it grows and multiplies in their life. Father, we thank you that you always make the 90% go further than 100%. We thank you, Father, that you are the God of multiplication. You are the God of provision. You are the God of prosperity. And Father, you want that for us because you want your kingdom to be expanded. You want that for us because you want your will to be done on this earth. And your will is that none shall perish. So, Father, we just pray for this church. We pray for the global church to continue to reach the lost, to disciple those who have made a decision for you so that generation after generation after generation, your word is passed, your glory is revealed, and millions upon millions come to know you. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, one, uh, thank you for praying for us last week. I know that uh, we were not here, and I listened to Chris's message and the the service and got nothing but amazing feedback, and your message was great. So thank you uh, for um, being here for us. Uh, We had to leave town. We had a, um, a death in the family. Actually, Liz's aunt had passed away, and on Sunday we gave a little bit of the testimony just briefly about what God had done. I just want to just say a couple things. Is one, prayer works. Amen. Prayer works. And when we realized we had to go out of, out of town, <clears throat> at staff meeting, we had mentioned on Monday, we have staff meetings on Monday afternoon at 1.30, and Pastor Doug says, you know what, we just want to pray for Liz and Jason, and we just pray for them and their family that they will just have a blessed trip. And what is the words he used? That we would be refreshed while we go. Okay, so just put this in perspective, a little reality check. Family of 10 going across the state for a funeral with a family who has been known for drama, drama, (laughs) outbursts, alcoholism, craziness, all kinds of stuff that's going on, and Pastor Doug is praying for refreshing? Are you kidding me? Like, what is he even thinking? He does, he, does he know us or what? I mean, he, does he know how many kids we have? But the Lord clearly 
moved mightily. And I'll tell you what, that prayer request happened. (laughs) That prayer request was fulfilled in the name of Jesus. The Lord told us, said, don't take everybody. Okay, how many kids should we take? We felt like the Lord said, take three of them. Your two youngest and take grace to help. Would you believe that we were in the car for a total of, let's say, five and a half hours there, five and a half hours back, probably an hour or so drive. So give it 12, 13 hours over the course of three days. It was like we had no children in the car. I'm not kidding you. Noelle. You guys, anybody who knows Noelle, the four-year-old, like, woo, all over the place, running, dancing, singing, laughing, crying, whatever, noise-making machine. We're like, is Noelle even back there? Is she okay? Like, is she all right? Yeah. And so Grace would whisper us, she's like, yeah, she's like playing with her dolls. It's like, what? Like, how is this even possible? Prayer works. Okay, super net. The prayer works. I'm telling you, it works. And on top of that, we got to go home. And I'll tell you what, we, didn't, we went home in the car about halfway there as grieving family members for someone that, that, that died and passed away. We showed up as ministers of the gospel. I'm telling you, a spirit and anointing was on the both of us. We were praying for her family members. We were speaking truth into their life. The kids were, like I said, the kids were totally cool and calm. They were taking naps. Listen to me. (laughs) uh, uh, Maggie, she is a year and a half old. And we were halfway to Easton, Pennsylvania, and I said, I forgot her blanket. Okay, her blanket, the only blanket that she sleeps with. The only blanket that she sleeps with. So a supernatural miracle of God has to take some other blankets and anoint it as seemingly as her blanket so that the child will sleep and take naps while we're at home. Well, there was no blanket anywhere close in her mom's house that had the touch or the feel of the knit blanket at home. So we got a bath towel. I am telling you, the child slept better in a pack and play with a bath towel than she does at home in her, in her luxurious crib with her blanket. Prayer works. <clears throat> so I know what you guys were doing Wednesday night because we were driving on Wednesday night and we were ministering uh, during the day and we were ministering Wednesday night to family members and God was so good. And so thank you. I say all that. Thank you for praying. Thank you for being faithful prayer. And if you ever questioned even one iota, Does prayer really work? I'm telling you, I am a witness to that last week. Prayer works. So one thing I do want to announce, just in two weeks, in two weeks from today, so it'll be the Wednesday after Easter, uh, the Christian Broadcasting Network, CBN, uh, will be here on a Wednesday night. Uh, They are going to be filming Pastor and Pam at their house during the day, uh, really all about the testimony of what had happened. Uh, I think mostly everybody here probably knows uh, what had happened with them and his <clears throat> miracle resurrection from the dead. You know, we call him Lazarus now. So they're making a trip to Israel and, uh, and the Holy Land here in November, and they are going to see where Lazarus was raised from the dead, of course. <clears throat> where else, where else would, you, would you go if you were like him, right? I mean, so that's where they're going. But CBN will be here on a Wednesday night, and <clears throat> honestly, I have no idea what to expect. So we're just going to 
kind of just do what we just did. We're just going to have a regular Wednesday night. The Holy Spirit will lead as it leads. There may be cameras. There may be lights. I have no idea. But we're just going to do what we always do and let God do what he does because he does the work, okay? So that's in two weeks from now. Okay, you guys ready to uh, study the word of God with us tonight? All right, so 1 John chapter 2. We have been walking through uh, this book of the Bible over the past couple weeks. Uh, I know Chris last, last week uh, had a slightly different uh, message that she was giving, which was very prophetic in the sense that it was basically what happened on Sunday and during Sunday's message and the things that God was putting on my heart for Sunday was what was kind of prophetically spoken on Wednesday night, <clears throat> just a few days before Sunday. So that was great. And if anybody went to the water baptism service on Sunday, I mean, come on. <clears throat> God is so good, Amen. so awesome, death to life. He is moving. He is doing work in people's lives. And man, I mean, it was, it was great. So 1 John chapter 2, and I'm going to pick up in verse 12. I'm going to pick up in verse 12. And it says, I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. So stop there just for a minute. Praise God that our children can understand who God is. Our children, you know, that says the faith of a child. And so often I think we get ourselves so wrapped up with what we think about in here and in our minds, and we begin to rationalize and think, and we become wise in the world's eyes, and you know we have a little more time on this earth than children. But I tell you what, children get it. They get it, because they just believe. And church, if we would just believe like a little child believes, imagine the miracles and the workings that we can see that can happen in our lives if we would just believe. And too often, our mind gets in the way of our miracle. Our minds get in the way of our miracle. And what happens is, is our minds begin to think certain things, and then we begin to say certain things. And we are today truly what we spoke about yesterday. We are today what we spoke yesterday. God's word is so powerful. When we speak God's word over our life, we become more and more like the image of Christ day after day as we speak the word. But as we speak fear, as we speak worry, as we speak, wow, that's not going to work, or that's not for me, or that promise isn't going to work, we then stand the very next day in the things that we said the day before. The Bible talks about sowing and reaping. If you sow a tomato plant, you expect to get a tomato plant. You don't expect to get a stalk of corn. Do you expect corn from the tomato seed? Be like, no, Pastor Jason, that's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. Well, why do we think if we're planting the seed of fear and of worry and of care and of concern, do we think we'll have anything else but fear, worry, care, and concern in our lives? This is what happens. We're planting that seed. But if we want to plant the tomato seed and we want a tomato, if we, want to, if we want to see God's word manifest in our life, we have to plant God's word into our hearts and out of our mouth. That's what we have to do. And this I, so much is what little, what little children do. Like they have like, there's no boundaries on what they believe God can do. 
We were driving back from the, uh, from the milk farm the other day, and Noelle saw a cross on the side of the road. And she was just like, wow, look at that cross. If I touch that cross, will I see Jesus? I said, you know what? Maybe you will. <clears throat> Maybe Jesus will manifest himself for you, Noelle. And like, why, wh- who is it? Who am I to say, no, Noel, that can't happen? Now, if it's not biblical, then I will correct them, and we should train the child in the way they should go. But if she is believing big for something, then let her believe big for something. I mean, these kids have faith. Jairus, oh my goodness, this little guy, he's going to be a preacher someday, God willing. <clears throat> he is just, man, he, he is, I love him. So we are watching, anybody been watching the NCAA basketball uh, the college basketball, the series, and, you know, they have 64 teams, and they're in this big bracket, and they end up in the Final Four. Well, the Final Four this year was played in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I believe that's where it was. Anybody confirm me? Okay. Minneapolis, Minnesota. And one of the games we were watching, they, they, they pan a video to an older gentleman, and he's sitting there, like, uh, behind a desk or something like that. There's a computer up or something like that, and he's sitting there. And we're just watching, and they say, you know what? We believe that this is the only man who is alive, who will see all six Final Fours in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So I don't know when the first Final Four was played in Minneapolis, but it must have been a long time ago. And then it flashes at the bottom and says, so-and-so is 99 years old. And Jairus, he's watching the TV with me. And he, like, he almost like goes, what? He must know Jesus. <laughs> How could he be that healthy? This is what he's saying to me. How could he be that healthy and look so good at 99 unless he knows Jesus? And I said, Jairus, that's right. Absolutely. He is, Jairus is expecting to look like that guy at 99 years old. And I'll tell you what, church, I am expecting to look like that guy now at 99 years old because Jairus was building my faith. My little seven-year-old. Yeah, seven. My seven, I think, I think he's almost eight. Oh, people ask me questions about his birthday. I don't remember. Like 729, and I don't remember the year, July 29th. Anyway, but he is building my faith, the faith of a child. Look what this verse says. I write to you little children. This, he, John's writing to the little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. He wants the children to know. We have to let the children know how good and how faithful our God is. And every day and everywhere we go, their children, our children, are looking at us as a representation of who God is. Fathers, they are looking at you as a representation of God the Father in their life. And that's a scary proposition when you begin to think about it. But sometimes it'll arrest our attention into saying, whoa, whoa, these children are looking up to me. I need to model in the way that we need to go. Will we make mistakes? Oh my goodness, come on. Absolutely. Every day, every single day, we'll make mistakes. But when we make those mistakes, we have to go to those children and say, you know what? I'm sorry. I messed up. Will you forgive me? And the look on those kids' faces, the look on my kids' faces when I go to them and I apologize for yelling at them, or I apologize for ignoring them, or I apologize for countless other acts of things that I have done to my children that we all have done. Man, the look on their face. We need to represent who God is. He is a forgiving God. Verse 13, I write to you fathers, 
because you have known him who is from the beginning. Fathers, mothers, we have an opportunity to know him and to seek him and to be the model that points, points to him with our lives. We can point to God with our lives. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, verse 6, is train up a child in the way he should go. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Let that be an encouragement to people here who have poured your lives into people and you do not currently see them walking with the Lord as you believe that they should be. Because this verse is a promise to us that when you plant that seed of the word of God in their life, it is not gone forgotten, it is not gone unnoticed, and people are watering it, and God is growing it, and you will see the fruit of those prayers. You will see the fruit of that word poured into their lives. It says when they're old. It doesn't say how old. For some people, it might be at a certain age. Maybe it's in high school. Maybe it's a teenager. You begin to see the fruit already. Maybe they're in their 20s. Maybe they're in their 30s. Maybe they're in their 50s. Maybe in their 60s. You know what? Can I give you a testimony from the water baptisms on Sunday? I don't know how old Joyce is, and I'm not going to ask how old Joyce is, but Joyce got in that baptism, and she went from death to life. And you know, her older sister was here, and she came up to me afterwards. She said, you know what? We have been praying for this for decades. Praying for this for decades. I don't know how old she is, but it's been, been prayed for for decades, and we saw the manifestation of it right here on Sunday morning. So your prayers are not forgotten. The seeds that you are planted are not forgotten. God is working on them. He will work on them. You will see them come to manifest. When he is old, he will not depart from it. In Deuteronomy 6, verse 4, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. If we can love our God with all of our heart, he begins to transform our mind, our will, and our emotions. It has to go here first. You see, our spirit man is connected in here with our heart. And then it begins to penetrate what's up here. Our mind, our will, our emotions, everything else that we, we kind of perceive life with is right here, but this is what has to change right here. And these words which I command to you today shall be where? In your heart. And you shall teach them diligently to your children. They have to be in here for us to put them out there. Not just for your children, but for anybody that you are encountering. This word of God has to resonate in here. And you can begin to bring it out here. You shall talk with them. This is talking about children. You shall talk with them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. This is constantly, constantly. And verse 8 says, You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as a frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on your doorposts of your house and on your gates. Put the scripture around your house. I mean, Brother Paul is a beautiful example. The healing testimonies that he has just blow your mind. I just, Paul, anytime you're thinking about wanting to do a Wednesday night, 
I want to hear more and more of the testimonies that God is doing and what he had done. And he's told me that so far, he's got scriptures everywhere on his visor, in his car, in his bathroom, no matter where it is, he's putting the word of God inside his heart. And what the word of God says is that becomes health to your bones, health to your flesh. Let's just go there real quick. That's in uh, Proverbs. Proverbs 4, verse 20. I'm skipping ahead a little bit, those who are with uh, the AV team back there. It says, my son, give attention to my words. Give attention to them. Pay attention to God's words. Not the words that the world has to say. Not the news, not CNN, not Fox News. I don't care what you're watching. It doesn't matter. That's not God's word. That's not God's word in your life. So we should not be paying attention to those things. Pay attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes and keep them where? In the midst of our heart, the same place. This is what the other scripture said. Put them here so they can transform here. This is what God's saying. So if they're here and they transform and they begin to transform you up here, which means it changes the way you speak. It changes the way you talk. And when you change the way you speak and the change the way you talk, your outcome is different because it's a different seed that you're now planting. And the seed that you're now planting is a seed of life and of health and of love and of mercy and of kindness. And you begin to see that manifest in your life. And when you see that stuff, man, what happens then in verse 22? For they are then life to those who find them. Hallelujah. Praise God. Life to those who find them and health to, their, to all their flesh. Life to them. So what I believe that word life is saying to their spiritual man is life. But when that spiritual man begins to be in life, their body and their flesh cannot help but get in line with God's word. And miracle after miracle, testimony after testimony, this is what you hear has happened. Pastor Jim, this is, he's, his life was filled. They did an x-rays and scans of his brain. They're like, we can't find anything wrong. And what was the, when he began to gain his memory back, do you know what was the first thing he could remember? The scripture. That's what was planted on the inside of him. That was his spirit life being then manifested in his physical body. Death couldn't hold him down. Had no place in his life. He shall live and not die. Were the words that were spoken over him. And when powerful words are spoken, powerful words are spoken, things become to align in God, for God's will. So keep your heart with all diligence, verse 23 there, for out of it spring the issues of life. Again, keep your heart with all diligence. It's talking about your heart. And put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. He's telling us, the Proverbs is telling us exactly what to do. Put the word of God in, speak the word of God out, and get rid of the stinking thinking and the negative talking. Remove that from your life and begin to watch God's manifested miracles occur in your life. So what he's telling us right here. Put this stuff away. And it says in verse 25, it says, Let your eyes look straight ahead. Let your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet. To me, this is saying, you know what? Do a little self-check every once in a while. Because too often we get walking down the road and we're going on the wrong path and we're not pondering what path that we're walking on. And we realize we're saying things that we shouldn't be saying. 
Admission, thank you, Brother Paul, for last night I think I, I said the word, oh my goodness, I'm going crazy with this. And I didn't even realize that I was saying it so often. And Brother Paul, just real nonchalant, says, you know, you've said that phrase quite a few times tonight. And you know what? As soon as he said it, it arrested my attention. You know what? I have been saying that. And I remember the rest of the night we were hanging out with them, two or three more times I felt almost like I was going to say it. I really did. I was like, oh, man, that's driving. Whoa. And I started to, I was pondering the path that I was walking on, and I had somebody help me. I had somebody point out to me that says, whoa, 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 whoa. Just be careful what you're saying here. And I needed that last night. I needed that. And we need that each and every day to ponder the path that we're walking on. What are we walking on? What are we saying? What path are we laying out with the words that are coming out of our mouth? Think of it this way. As you're speaking, you're speaking forward. You're speaking creation. You're speaking life and death are in the power of the tongue. So you are speaking, and what is it? It's pointing ahead of you, which means it's laying the foundations of the path that are right in front of you. The words that you are saying are laying a foundation of the path that you're about to walk on. And so be careful of the words that you say. And speak the promises and the word of God. And then you can ponder that path as you walk on, continuing to make sure that you're walking in that direction. Praise the Lord. Ponder the path of your feet. And let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right, to the left. Remove your foot from evil. When you are on that path, the path of the word of God, the path of life, you are removing evil from your path. Cannot stay. Cannot be there. What a wonderful reminder. The word is our health food. This word is our health food. Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus is the bread of life. What is this? This is the word incarnate. This is Jesus. This is incarnate Jesus right here. We have the word of God. The word was with him. The word is God. The word, I mean, this is it. We have the opportunity to speak the name of Jesus when we're speaking the scriptures over our lives. You know what, I'm going to end there tonight. I just want to spend a little bit of time here. Russ, if you can come up and just underscore for us a little bit. I just want to ponder the path of our feet tonight. Each and every one of us, I just want to ponder the path of our feet. What we're saying, the words that are coming out of our mouth. Are we speaking life or are we speaking death? Jesus died on the cross to give us life. How can we speak death over our own lives? We are speaking against Jesus. We are, when we are speaking words of fear and of death and of destruction... Over our own lives, we are actually, we're actually stopping the power of Jesus in our life. And so, Father, tonight, I just pray that each and every one of us will ponder our path. Father, strengthen us to speak your word. To put that word inside our heart. To allow that word to transform 
our mind, our will, our emotions. And so that it begins to change what we say and what we speak. And that the path that we are laying down with our words will be a path of life, of health, of victory, and every promise that you have for us. Father, more of you. Transform our lives tonight. Transform our speaking tonight. Change the seeds that we're planting. Give us the strength, the wisdom. Holy Spirit, come alongside us. And as you always do, gently lead us, gently guide us, correct us. Father, if we need a stronger correction, then correct us stronger. Because we know we need corrected to walk on that path. By ourselves, on our own path, we will stray, we will go off the path. Be our guardrails, Father. Be our guardrails. We want to walk with you tonight. We want to walk with you tonight. And Father, I lift up every seed that has been planted. Every seed that has been planted for year after year after year after year. Encourage those who have not seen that fruit yet that that fruit will come. That fruit will come in Jesus' name. That those hearts that are far from you will turn to you. That that healing that is not yet manifest will begin to manifest. That that relationship that seemed that it would never be restored will begin to be restored. Seed after seed after seed that has been planted. You are faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful. Father, we just pray for your healing touch tonight. If there's anyone here who has a physical need in their body, I want you to place your hand on that physical need tonight. Wherever it is. Wherever it is on your body. If you're here tonight and you have a physical need in your body, our Heavenly Father, He knows. He loves you. He cares for you. We're going to lift that prayer up to you. Up to Him tonight for you. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight. We thank you, Lord, that you are our healer. Your word says that by your stripes we are healed. Your word also says that when two are gathered here on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by our Father who are in heaven. For assuredly I say to you that whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, 
but believes those things in which he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them tonight, and you will have them. So Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus tonight. We thank you for perfect health, for healing, for wholeness. We thank you, Father, you are healing joints tonight. You are healing physical hearts tonight. You are healing knees tonight. You are healing backs tonight. You are healing bodies tonight. For those who have their hand placed on an area of your body, just begin to thank Him. Receive the healing touch of Jesus Christ tonight. Just receive it and thank Him for it. Just receive it and thank Him for it. Praise the Lord. And Father, we take authority over the enemy, over sickness, over disease, and we say, leave now in the name of Jesus. And we close every door that was open to allow that sickness to come in, and we shut it now. We shut off sin in our life that has opened the door. We, sh- we shut off fear that has opened the door. We shut off bitterness that has opened the door. And we command those doors to be closed in Jesus' name. And we thank you for your healing power. And tonight, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we exercise authority over our bodies. Sickness and disease, I refuse to let you stay. I refuse to let you stay. You must go in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, Father, as we close this service, we thank you for who you are. We worship you. We love you. You are so good. Your mercies are new every day. More of you and less of us. More of you and less of us. Praise your name. We glorify your name. We worship you. Strengthen us this week. So we pray in the beginning that that fire will begin to kindle stronger and stronger. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you. Let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable to you. We thank you for our children tonight. We thank you for this next generation.
Father, grow in them that same faith that they have even today to believe for the biggest and wildest and crazy things you say in your word. You will do exceeding abundant all that we could ask or think or imagine. So, Father, we're believing for even bigger things than our little kids can imagine because they can imagine much bigger than we can. They have faith for things bigger than we could even believe. But your word says immeasurably more. So we're praying tonight for immeasurably more than even our children can believe for. We thank you for that. We worship you tonight. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we're actually past 7.30. I had no idea, but I guess we are. (laughs) So thank you for coming. We will see you on Sunday. And actually, Palm Sunday on Sunday. Easter's coming, Palm Sunday. So put on your expectors and be ready. If you do need prayer for anything, personal prayer for anything in your life, we'll be up here, a few of us, and we can pray for you tonight. Thank you. Good night. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.